Chapter 1 On his very first day as a student at Pison College, Zook fell in love with a girl he'd never seen before, a young woman in his composition class named Abby Grant. From Zook's front row seat, it was the squeak of a chair sliding on the hardwood floors that caused him to turn his head, casually at first, and then snapping to attention as he caught sight of Abby sitting down late for class. Fresh from volleyball practice, Abby was covered with a salty glaze of dried sweat. Her hair was an unruly shock of red, wild as a strawberry patch, and it seemed to buck against the banana clip which held it in place. Maybe it was the tint of Abby's red hair that had such a lightning bolt effect on Zook's heart. He was a fanatic of the movies, mostly romantic comedies, and this was the fall of 1989, three years beyond Molly Ringwald's home run of blockbuster hits. Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, and The Pickup Artist. Zook had seen them all, especially Candles, that one five nights in a row, with his buddy Road Dog when they were still in middle school. It wasn't just the joyful surprise of the nude shower scene that drew Zook back to Candles night after night. For the first time in his young life, Zook had found a role model who wasn't a basketball player, a character played by Anthony Michael Hall named Farmer Ted, a self-proclaimed king of the dipshits, whose nerdy, go-getter attitude had caused Zook to believe that he, too, might one day rise from romantic obscurity. Zook saw Abby's sparkly green eyes scan the classroom, maybe looking for a familiar face, maybe a friendly one. A kaleidoscope of color erupted into the room, all except for at the core of Zook's vision, which remained as clear as the lens of a Hollywood camera, Abby at its center. Zook felt a jolt at the near miss of her laser gaze, and desire hurried into his chest for want of a day when she'd look at him and care about his life. For the rest of class, Zook stole looks to the back of the room to see what he could learn. Printed across the front of Abby's shirt was the phrase, Lady Oracles, along with a gold number three, bolded above a volleyball net that stretched across her chest. She was an athlete, and so was he, an incoming freshman whose only reason for choosing the conservative college was so that he could play basketball. How in the world could Zook, a nobody on campus, meet a girl as sparkling as Abby? In Say Anything, Zook's reigning favorite movie of all time, John Cusack's Lloyd Dobler proclaims that he is looking for a dare-to-be-great situation, and now having spotted Abby, Zook felt his own opportunity rise before him. Greatness, and the great life that surely must belong to anyone who dated a young woman as beautiful as Abby, was hanging right there before him like a ripe apple in the back of the room. For the rest of the class, Zook marveled at Abby's visage and began to dream of plans for how he would meet her. And say anything, Chance had brought Lloyd Dobler a seat by Diane Court at the mall, and while Zook admired Dobler's courage and chivalrous attitude, he saw no reason to leave meeting the woman of his dreams up to something as random as circumstance. Zook felt that part of reaching for greatness meant not only seizing opportunities as they arrived, but he also believed that he should shoulder some of the responsibility for creating those opportunities. This was an axiom for finding love that Zook had previously put to practice when as a middle school student he'd first seen the girl who would eventually become his high school romantic steady. Five years earlier, in the middle of the Reaganite 80s, Zook and his family had just moved back to his parents' hometown of Horseshoe, Indiana. It was a little place of less than 3,000 residents, and so named for where it sat on the bend of the Tippecanoe River. Zook was sitting on the green and paint-chipped wooden bleachers, watching his younger sister play softball. 
It was here that Zook first spotted Colleen, the opposing team's pitcher, as she mowed down batters with her lively and whirling slingshot arm. Colleen was uncannily strong for her fragile frame, with tan skin from long summer days spent pedaling around town on her banana-seated huffy bicycle. She sneered at the batters after she struck them out, a fierce girl for someone with the delicate beauty of a morning glory flower. Prone to pouting on the bench, if her coach removed her from the game, Colleen, who wore a big pink ribbon tied up in her hair, injured the opposing catcher when she bowled her over for the winning run. Colleen looked like one of Barbie's bronzed friends, but she hit with the passion of Mike Singletary, the Super Bowl shuffling middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears.